0: So, uh, welcome everyone to the fourth episode of the Cap podcast today with our guest TC Freer. Do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Um. Yeah. Hi. I'm me. I don't know what else you want me to say. What <laughs> can A bit about what you do, who you are.
2: Um. Okay. Well. Yeah. I. I uh, like like I okay, some like pointy world warships. Um. We all. We're all. Part of the CC program for war, for warships ourselves. Um, I'm a big data and nerdy geek when it comes to all spreadsheets and stuff like that for the game. So I'm I spend a bit of time digging around in the back end and understanding that sort of stuff. Um, I do everything on a family-friendly, chilled-out, fun basis, and there you go. That's that's it. That's i mean I am what I am. I am who I am. I am what you see. Uh,
0: okay. <laughs> okay. Then I guess we will start with our first topic: the patch that uh, has hit yesterday, that has finally brought the full German destroyer line. So, mm. what, what do you guys I think, think about is the my LB?
3: issues? By the way,
0: <laughs> it's okay. You have oh, a
3: nice picture.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: Frozen
2: tea. Cheers! Yeah, cheers. Um, I don't know, quite. I'm, I mean, obviously, we've had them, we've had them in testing under NDA for quite a while, and now they've finally gone live. I don't, I don't mind them. I mean, they take a bit of getting used to. It. They are, for want of a want of a better word, they are uh, they are cruisers without citadels In some cases, you don't you don't play them like your normal destroyers, do you?
0: Oh, yeah, it's it's like, they can't, that's, I mean, that's my personal playstyle. I don't like them very much because I feel like the, the normal destroyer duties are just something you can't really do. Like, you can't do much spotting or camping. You aren't even that good at uh, supporting other destroyers because you're mostly about armor piercing and it doesn't work so well against DDs because you get a lot of overpens. So they're a bit of a weird position, I feel like, because they're more like a cruiser, but they take a destroyer slot.
1: Yeah. It's always, mm-hmm.
3: um, yeah, we're getting more destroyers like that where it's, it, it, it's awkward if you're in that position of being in one of these new German destroyers or a French gunboat or something like that, that doesn't really have, that, that's not a particularly good cap contesting ship, not particularly good ship for getting in close and dealing with other destroyers. And sometimes you end up having to do those things anyway. I think the new German destroyers aren't so bad for that. It's more around the firepower than their actual concealment because their concealment is, I think, largely okay. Uh,
0: yeah, is so
3: not
1: great. Six
0: point four, I think, or something like that.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah, it does. It does, feel, it does depend on your build doesn't it? If you aim for, the, if you go more for gun based and Ignore the concealment stuff like that. It's it's not brilliant. I mean, it's it's only slightly better than a full a full concealment mino in Seattle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're okay. They they're okay if you once you get to know them. If you're if you're a diehard TV player, you they're not going to be a cup of tea. They're definitely quite a niche line. I think it feels um, like that's what they're kind of bringing in a lot of though with a lot of the stuff that we've seen come in recently. Mm-hmm. It all seems to be kind of its own little niche rather than it being, you know, so, you know, this is this line and this is similar to this line that's already in there and this is just the nation's view of it. I guess
0: guess in a sense they're getting a bit more creative with, like, the smoke screen on the battleships and the the destroyers that are just a bit weird and the the Dutch cruisers that are upcoming with the airstrike or so on. I mean... I'm not necessarily agreeing with all of their ideas that they're making, but they, I guess they're trying new things. Probably because they don't just want another line that's just a copy of what's already there.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, in a way, it's, it's
3: good that they're still willing to, to try new things. Uh, but it does result in sometimes some strange and interesting concepts
1: being applied to the game.
0: Um, I mean, the the problem, of course, is if you have too many concepts in one slot, because they're just like destroyers, cruisers, battleships, and carriers, right? If you have too many different kinds of destroyers, you don't necessarily have something that you need to get a cap, right? Because the slot's taken by, if it's taken by too many gunboats, then your team might be at a disadvantage. So there's obviously a downside if you spread too much from the norm and they still occupy the same slot. I mean on the other hand on the
2: other hand though it's it's a case of what is what is really what is really out there, what is the what real you know what ships have they got in terms of is is it a real ship, is it a is it a design ship, is it I mean take the most recent editions at Easter and you um, know, yeah, on one hand, yes, genuine historic ships took part in World War Two, took part in operations, etc. Why did they feel the need to tweak the actual design to make it fit with the game? What was so wrong with it? Why don't, you just, even, why don't you just put them in as why don't you, you know put, you know the correct planes and stuff like that? It, you know people are starting to nitpick at little things like that. Um,
1: but you know it's
2: there's there was I mean you put it in the time put it in the frame of mind the time of the thing. There's a lot of stuff actually going on. I and mean, there's a lot of design concepts and design thoughts being put forward and put out there for to be to be out there. And the, you know, as money, we I mean, we've only got to look at like the Tillman design stuff. Mm-hmm. There's lot of bonkers ideas like that are out there. Of you know, you know, do you know you can see like, like like a doctrine change almost between like for the U.S. Navy going from all or nothing, big heavy, big heavy hitting lumbering, lumbering things to pretty fast, pretty mobile ship designs with powerful guns but barely enough armor as it was as you said it was just enough to get by. It's you know, it's nice to see that, but at the same time, it'd be nice to be able to bring it back in. So it is a that's kind of like the history buff geeky part that I that I quite digging into as to how real is it.
0: I mean, it feels weird to just invent planes when there are perfectly reasonable historical planes that you can put on them because it feels like, I mean, I understand if you tweak for gameplay purposes, uh, the real, I mean, World of Fortune is not a realistic game. So obviously you're going to tweak a lot of stuff for gameplay purposes, but you could just easily like have the, the actual planes there, right? And you can still modify some stats a bit because it's not like, ships have all of their historically stats I guess
2: yeah I mean you can't put a ship in historically accurately with um, you know based on we're going to put it in as ship X because it has to match
1: and it has to follow program but
2: again you know the kind of appeal the game's got isn't it there's those you've got those that are there for the competitive of competitive side, those that are there for the fun side, those that are there for the historical accuracy. Because I mean, there's stuff in this that you just won't see naturally anywhere. So it's again, it's not just balancing the game, but it's balancing what the what the uh what the community's expectations are. And uh one will never agree with the other.
0: Oh yeah now speaking of like weird designs uh have have you played grand battles what are your thoughts on grand battles
2: it's an interesting concept it's it's the it's the it kind of um it kind of entails the 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 age old question doesn't it that a lot of people have got of the what would have happened if you know the the german navy had built up more if World War II had gone, had carried on past, you know, 45. Yeah. If, you know, if, you know, Japan had carried on with A510, you know, where would we have ended up? Um, so it's a nice, interesting what if. Um, interestingly, obviously, you know, Satsuma and Hanover, Satsuma is obviously based on A510 like Shikishima is. And I mean, there's no official paperwork, because the Japanese were so paranoid at anybody finding anything out about A510, that the the only reference to her, I think, is in one or two books. Anything else, design, paperwork, anything like that, was all destroyed and removed. Yeah, they they burned yeah. a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, they got rid of so much because they just didn't want it to be out. Um, and the same with H43 in Hanover. Loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of actual... Just, you know, paper on a back of, almost back of a, back of a, back of a scratch pack, scratch card there. Um, so it's actually a nice, this is one of the benefits that the game has though, isn't it? You can have these what if scenarios, uh, and just get an idea of what if, what would have happened. So I'm, I'm actually quite enjoying it. I'm, it's a bit woolly the way they've put it in that you've got to play tier nines and tens, um, to grind out the, um, I have to say it in air quotes, I'm afraid, because it's intelligent um, <laughs> to actually be able to grind out, to be able to play them. Um, but on the same thing, I suppose it is a nice limiting factor, because otherwise we know what we know what everybody out there will be like. Everybody yeah. would be like I'm going to take the test I'm going to take the Hanover. And it would just be teams of Hanover,
3: teams it, of something. You, you have to have something in place to get people to play other ships. Absolutely. Kind of test mode. Yes. Although they don't have anything
0: in place to properly play them, right, you just have to be in the battle. And also to me, it feels like, I mean, okay, I I played it yesterday when it was just released. Uh, It felt like that basically nobody wants to play cruisers because cruisers obviously don't want to face super battleships. Regular battleships are just scary enough for them. So it's mostly just destroyers trying to farm battleships and then the battleships themselves.
2: It's a great hunting ground if you've got a if you've got a, if you're in a shimmer or a, distro- a shimmer or a somers.
3: It's it's a lot of fun there.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's I mean to me that the whole thing does just feel like a, a a test mode for the new. What do we want to call them? Auto consumables, special abilities, the things that automatically trigger, which are different for each ship. See, that's one aspect
2: yeah. I'm not happy with.
3: Yeah, because I mean. Part of, the enjoyment,
2: part of the enjoyment for me of the game is managing your consumables. And, you know, n- never at any point as good as a ship had anything vaguely similar to actually whereby suddenly you get an un- an unrealistic boost. I know it's an arcade game, but at least keep some modicum of sensibility. No, at no point was there any of this only ability where the mega-efficient German loaders suddenly found an extra wind or, you know, had a kind of Red Bull and went even quicker. It just doesn't... doesn't, (laughs) I
1: mean,
0: yes... It's it's also the fact that they automatically trigger, especially for the secondaries. I feel like for the main guns in the the Satsuma, it's easier to get use out of the buff if it triggers. But for the secondary, I mean, you won't stop shooting your main guns just because otherwise you trigger a buff that's not useful, right? So the, then their buff triggers and you're like, hey, there's nothing in secondary range, right? So the buff runs its course and you don't even get the benefit of it because you can't trigger it deliberately in a sense.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's, it's that that's a bit of a it's a bit of an odd concept, really. Mm. It almost feels like with CVs where it's like, oh well, we don't trust the players to use these things, so we'll just take <laughs> it out of their hands. Don't yeah. want to give them too much to concentrate at, at the same time. The poor dears.
2: It's. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's on one hand, it's dumbing down. I know it sounds harsh, and I'm so sorry because it sounds that way, but it is. It's it's. It's the dumbing down of the game. It's like, no, just leave it. It's fine. It's not broken. It's a nice,
1: you know, learning to manage. You know. They I mean, you know, they had you know, you've got the same problems no matter what. Don't don't mess with it. It ain't broke. Don't need fixing.
0: But uh Another thought, right? What, what do you guys would think about a consumable that you can deliberately trigger and that needs charging by you doing something? It doesn't need to be hitting with the main guns, but I mean, you could take the whole idea further. You could have other consumables that, if, if you do a certain thing, or you, you could charge it up, and then it's just ready for you to use.
3: It would make more sense The but- having having the same mechanic for, you know, building up the uh, the ability to use it and then actually being able to use it as needed instead of it just pinging off randomly at times when it's completely useless.
2: Why not make it part of you? Why not make it
1: based on? I mean, off the top of my head, radar and hydro.
2: Have them. Char- have, have them as something that you would char- you, that it requires charging to use because I mean that kind of fits in with that area it's not always 100% available. You have to make yeah. the elements. There you go. Suddenly you've got, you know, yeah, we know he's got cooldown and he's got a duration, etc. but it's got to be charged up to use it rather than being able to use it from straight away.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I feel yeah. like you could do a lot of interesting. I mean, you could also have something like a. uh, delayed use or something like a charge. Like, for example, if you press Raider, that it doesn't immediately activate, that needs to charge up. So you press the Raider button, and then it activates like 15 seconds later or so. When I mean, you already have that That's other ships, then the main Raider ship have a delayed vision on whatever. But you could, like, for example, if, I mean, Raider can get out of hand, but you could play with consumables like that, that it's not immediately available, that you have to plan ahead a little bit or things like that. The other option,
2: as well, though, is obviously the radar so it doesn't 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 reach out to its full range straight away. I mean, you know, if you put it in a if you put it in terms of, okay, yes, at KD, but how would it have applied? I how would how would it, how would it have applied at the time? Is that yeah, you might be able, yeah, they might have had ten kilometers radar range, but they would only be able to reliably say, well, five k away, that's a destroyer or that's a battleship, and as you know, as uh, as the as he, sp- as he spends more time, it's like, oh, ah, actually, the 8k wave is that? You know, it's, that is another option they've got that's available to it. You know, yeah, leave it so it's got the same duration, but, you know, as, you, as it goes over time, you, you know, the, the ability to see further with it improves. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yeah, there's options available with it. It's just as long as it's not a, you've hit this marker, congratulations, suddenly you've got a thousand hit point heal. Oh, sorry, that's Kutsev when you die,
1: isn't
0: it? <laughs> yeah, that's still a little bit of uh it still leaves a little bit of a sting that there's exactly one special captain with a skill like that. While the others might have to achieve a Kraken you know, or so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it I mean, literally anybody
2: who doesn't have cap- doesn't have Kutsev the Kutsev captain it's the biggest, most broken thing, I think, in the game out there. It literally is a captain that gives you gives you the opportunity that, oh, look, I'm down to 9%, and ta-da, I'm healing. You can't do any more damage to me while I'm healing. You're only doing a couple of hundred in your little destroyer. Blap, you're dead. Bye, I'm moving on now, because I don't die. <laughs> it's
1: just bonkers. Yeah. So, uh, what else
0: have we got in, in the latest patch? I mean, I think community tokens, which we covered the last time. So there is now a new resource, which I think you can even get like ship crates or so with those tokens, right? You can get them by official Twitch streams and like.
3: Yeah. There's experiment. various ways. Uh, test uh, servers are a big one. Yeah. Like it. Yeah, it's it's a good show, especially with being able to get some of the the community made camos, which you might have missed out mm. on previously. Which yeah, some so...
2: of them, which I don't have. So yeah, I mean, I I need to get the uh, I, well, I need to rebuy my New York and get that pirate on for quite like, cool. Um, but no, I think it's quite nice as well because it, it's kind of a quite a, a un It's at least nice to see a, a unified consume a, a mm. unified value of such that you know. Oh well, I'm watching. If I'm watching any of podcasts and stuff like that, I'm watching Pointy or I'm watching me or I'm watching the main channel or anything like that, earning something that I can get a tangible result for. And then when I'm playing with my friends, I get the same thing. And hopefully now we, get, we might see more tangible data coming out of the test server as well for them to actually do work on with the games. Um, because now you've got a proper reward for it. They've just got... the One thing that, one thing that worries me, and it's worried me... It's it's something that's been grinding my grinding my head since the Puerto Rico, Mm
1: -hmm. and that's the
2: that's how much pressure potentially you put on an individual player because I mean take the um, Commanding Skill rework at the start of the year, yeah, that went through that did go through the test server unbelievably, but it went through the test server at the same time as everyone was doing Dockyard. Everyone was doing the Christmas crates. Everyone was doing, you know, a, a whole heap of other yeah. things. And it's kind of like, you know, on top of that, oh, by the way, as well, we need a couple of thousand games from you on the test server as well while, while you're at it. And it's like, okay, so there's our, te- there's our two, four, six, eight. Okay, where's that magical 26th hour and stuff like that? You've got to be careful of overloading people and giving them too much to actually... Accomplish, And it's then a question of, well, what do I not want to do? Um, and that's, that's something I think they need to learn. They need to take on board and learn that, you know, a player only has a finite amount of time. Some of us, you know, some of us work, some of us have got an eight-hour job, plus mm-hmm. a couple of hours of family time. Then, on top of that, we've got our personal gaming time. And, you know, you've got to, you've got to somehow manage to balance all of that together. That's where it need that, that's where I think they need to consider it's it's I mean, we saw Kingpin do what, nearly four hundred hours of gameplay to get his PR for free. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean that's that's an unhealthy amount of gameplay. We I mean oh, yeah. we should we should hold our hands up that there are some of us who stream who do an unhealthy amount of time streaming because of how long we spend. But Again, you're balancing that out. It's their job, it's their employment, it's their form of income. and it's, But it's still the balance that the average player can they spend the time on the test server so that you get meaningful data to based change changes on, coupled with you know, the argument that has always existed, that well, I've got all this to do on my live server account that I've got to complete, and you want me to do mm-hmm. this on the test server, and I don't get the reward for doing the test server. Now you can earn that four and a half K for the test server, which you can then get tangible results for on the live server. It's just making sure that what they've got to do on the live server balances what you've got to do on the test server. I think
1: it would be. I mean, I hadn't even really thought about it in those terms, but yeah,
3: just getting more people on the test server can't hurt in terms of bringing actual useful data. Back to wargaming, considering that that's so much of what they rely on.
1: Well, I you know, in the in the spirit of the grand battles and the what-if scenario, what would have happened with the commander skill rework if more people played on the test server? Would we have had the dead-eyed debacle?
0: I, I'm afraid we would still have had it because they were so adamant. Even with all, I mean, okay, they respect probably data that they get more than than feedback in that sense. But there was so much pushback on it, and I feel like this was something that was not really that hard to figure out that it would go wrong.
2: Great, we, you know, it was something that we all pointed out as well. And obviously, we, we obviously we can give a, a gut reaction of straight away, "I'm gone." You're bonusing something, you're not taking anything away from it. You've got ships that are sat at range that already have reasonable accuracy or ships that are are sat at range that shouldn't have reasonable accuracy, but because of reasons, I do
1: have. Um, So, you know,
2: know, it's kind of obvious that it's going to make it, it's going to influence it that way, but you back it up with, Actual physical proof based from the test server. That's what happens because let's be fair. 90% of the time when people actually go on the test server, they're not actually testing the new mechanics or the new game order or anything like that. They're going on there because it's the easiest way for them to say, well, I've nearly got that tier 10. What does it play like? And that's what 90% of the people go and do. Let's, let's not skin the bone. That's, that is basically the way, that is basically what they do. I mean, we're lucky us three sat here. We've got press accounts from WarGaming. And, you know, if you don't have a tier 10 yet, we can go on our press accounts and we can test the line and see, and, you know, get a feel for it. Not everybody has that access except when the test server's live, and
1: then they do have the access and ability to do that. So
2: it's, you know.
1: It's it's hard to
2: get good data.
1: Hmm.
2: I know that because of... (laughs) we do a, i've got my i've got my war. i have got my version of the world gaming spreadsheet that everyone and we all you know, we all say that they all they all praise the mighty spreadsheet um i've built it i've got a version <laughs> of it i see i've i've spent the time and i've built it i've gone through the full battle performance stuff um if you' of you go to the summer uh, i
1: know, no. i know i i know i was only i know i only just started a couple of, shortly after that do you go point to it no. Do you remember the video from did you see the video afterwards of it? Where they
2: talked about how they measure the metrics of the ships.
3: I probably watched it at the time, but it's,
1: but when we, you know,
3: it's, yeah. it's been a while. Sorry, this is the geeky data in me. <laughs> <You know, laughs> unbelievable, my real
2: unbelievably outside of streaming, outside of war gaming, I'm I'm a proper I'm a proper Excel data nerd and all that sort of stuff. That's I do that as a job. And so I, I spend a lot of time having, having a stupid amount of fun with all the with all the publicly available API data that we can get. And it's one of the things they mentioned on that, and it stuck with me for ages because it's like, well, how can you quantify it? And I've I've been asking the question myself so how do I quantify it? Because they talks about how they balance the shit based on something called battle performance. Mm-hmm. So the battle performance is based on the tank damage, the spot damage, the hit ratio, the defend and capture points, the average da- and the damage, and it might include ships and planes shot down, so kill to death and stuff like that. But it's not based on Min max; It's based on the average. Mm-hmm. So out of 20, 30, 40, 50,000 um Players, for example, in playing a ship over a week, they'll say right. The average for that pl- <laughs> the average for that ship for that player for that ship is eighty thousand damage, and then they apply that and say right. How is that compared to its tier ten brethren or its you know it, you know, battleships and everything like that? And yeah, that that's what I that. That's my that's my little that's my little fun. That's my that's that's what I do for fun for the game to try and figure out. So everyone's sitting around going, "Oh my God, the FDR is so overpowered." Is it really? Can I quantify it based on numbers? And um, yeah, interestingly enough, you can actually quantify it with numbers. Um, but again, these are the things that come into play. These are the things that you have to bear in mind when you're talking about. Is a ship overpowered is a ship underpowered and it's again then you've got to start taking into consideration the player base you've got to start taking into consideration the type of player who's got it so for example mm-hmm. we mentioned the we mentioned fDR fDR's fDR is 33,000 steel I've only just got enough i've only got or just got 38k of steel thanks to doing some murky for Clamores I can now look finally with, with with coupon in hand. What do I want to buy? But you've got to get to that point to be able to afford that ship. So you, you know you're going to be spending a lot more time in maybe the higher, maybe the higher, maybe competitive and things like that. With the player, with a player, the game is slightly different. To random. Those that have got it early, slightly advanced, more advanced than more, mm. more the average player. It's harsh to say, and I do apologise. But then again, I'm a doofus myself, and I've only just got there. So. You've got to bear all that stuff in mind but it is it's an amazing amount of fun and i have to i, I do i am two of the own horn i put the i, I do put the spreadsheet together every single week and i put it out there for everybody and you can literally see from the start of the year to today what it's done and um it's been fun to look at um everybody's uh, everybody's favorite burning effigy of the uh thunderer from the mm-hmm. start of the year to today you can actually physic you can actually realistically see on the graph oh, look, there's Deadeye, and then it drops <laughs> up because everyone got used to it. And then it drops again because, oh, look, there's no Deadeye, and then it carries on going down because, oh, it's had its range nerfed. And you can also then see the correspondence of that because then it's carrying on, it's carrying on, and its damage goes down. But, oh, look, its tank damage goes up, and its spotty damage goes up because, oh, look, you've got to bring your battleship closer to actually do make it work. And it's really good to actually be able to show that and let people see it. But also then you can turn around and say, right, so... Um, who your sees are? How broken is she? Well, there you go. Right. <laughs> there's, there's, there's the graph that tells you. Um, but yeah, so no, it's uh, it's. Sorry. No,
1: yeah.
2: no, yeah, that was really yeah. interesting. <laughs> interesting. I I love building. Actually, it's it needs more. It needs more fin- The the next thing it's, the next couple of iterations we're working on for it is. Um, we can literally just pick the tier and the class and it just brings back all of the mm-hmm. um individuals um all the all the ships that, that replaces so tier 10 battleships tier 10 carriers and then you can see them graphically as well against all the different metrics uh and in answer to z file's question yes they're all public on the bobs discord you can download them they're all there uh, if anybody wants to grab them and share them on the discords as well it's they're there for everyone to just grab and use i don't mind um, you yeah, know, we put the time and effort in. There's there'll be C servers, there'll be NA server versions, um, there'll be PVE versions as well, uh, and ranked versions as well. When I can, when I finish putting them together. So,
1: sorry, geeky fun. No
0: problem. No, I mean, I,
3: it's always it's it's good. So you know, somebody somewhere is doing. It. It's like the, what little white mouse does. Like the amount of effort she puts in to pull out numbers, and sometimes even point out mistakes into things that Wargaming have missed themselves, like with, you know, turning circle radii and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, Little White Mouse is an absolute gem with what she does. Um, She deserves so, so much more credit for what she actually achieves because it's absolutely awesome. Um, I'll tell you what, there you go. Um, People may not be able to see this, so I do apologise, but... Hopefully it fits the screen
1: There you go You might not be able to see it Because it's
2: quite small But this is just kind of a a loose version Mm -hmm. Um, So We were just talking about our favourite Tier 10 battleship Um, Where is she? Have I gone past it? I'm not I might have
1: gone past it So It's always quite. It's always uh, uh, conqueror, audacious, Plymouth thunderer. There you go. And
2: then you change it to have look at your damage. So there you go. Mm-hmm. It's constantly going down because it was reasonable with a with dead with that dead eye raised it. Then they took it out and it dropped. Then they shortened its range and it dropped. And it's still going down. It's like. You can see it's ten point four percent variation between the highest damage that it was achieving to is the lowest damage it's now achieving, which is all that. And you can just go through all the different metrics that you see there, and watch how the ship actually changes um, from the start of the year to now. So Thunderer started strong, and he's just getting weaker and weaker and weaker. Hooray for all of us who play ships that don't like mm-hmm. Um But yeah, there you go. That's just
1: that. That's that's my idea of fun. Yeah, um, I mean, it's
0: also pretty useful. And I trust wow. your data probably more than... Not that Wargaming really publishes this. That they they say a lot that they did this because of uh, data, because of the spreadsheets, but they never really show the spreadsheets. Like, when, when they make a post or something, they never, like, go into mm-hmm. the detail or tell you, like, look, we, we adjusted this because of this data, right?
2: So... I have a big bugbear with Wargaming and the way they interpret their data. And this is on a professional level, I'm afraid. Because
1: you guys know I love operations.
2: Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people in Bob's love operations. A lot of people I speak to love operations. Mm-hmm. However, in Wargaming's infinite wisdom, there's not enough people playing them so we're not going to do anything with them. End. They've gone about twenty percent into the fact there, because obviously, for a business perspective, there's your player base. Mm-hmm. There's everyone the who plays random. There's the one who plays ranked, and then right at the bottom, you've got this little wee pile of ten or fifteen percent of the player base that plays operations. But there's no, they don't then take the question forward as to right. So why we mm-hmm. spend we spend X million dollars developing you know with not just you know i mean you know we say million you've got to bear in mind it's the resource it's the time to actually put the put the effort and the code and everything in. there's there's all that time and money and effort that's been spent creating them and if there's only 10 or 15 percent of the player base playing it now how many were playing it before to how many are playing it now and there's always the case, they, sh- they, 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 provided some, they they provided some data which I think I'm going to be able to recreate when, I'm, when, I'm, when I get the PvP data in. And every time there's a new operation with new rewards, the line goes up. Because, oh look, there's new rewards, I'll play them. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's almost like there's a disconnect. You know, here's player base, give us, you know, refresh the rewards. We want, you know, why do people keep going back and playing rank, uh, ranks? Because the rewards refresh. It's, you know, it's a simple, there's, there's a question, there's the, there's that, and and look what you're doing to create it. Why don't you just do the same for ops? Because, oh, lo and behold, you know, more and more people will start to play, the curve will change and go up, more people will play because the, because it changes. They, they constantly want to play, because, you know, they, 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 we know that because we're testing them, and everybody's getting involved. Submarines—they mm-hmm. want to bring them into the game. Brilliant. Okay, fine. They were an aspect in World War Two. They were—they had a big influence on a lot of stuff that happened. If you want to bring them in, that's fine. But guess what? Putting them in with randoms at the minute—brutal honesty—I don't think it's going to fit and work. It's—it's it's going to be. It's another mechanic for the player base to juggle, and if they don't think that a player can manage simply pressing an R or a T key for, you know, oh, I have to put a fire out on my ship, then why bring in a class that's harder to spot than everything else they've ever done before? But hey, you know, there's this perfect game mode that you've installed that's PvE, where you could actually have it where you've got to either defend or attack, say, a convoy, like they mentioned, and, you know, suddenly look at that. It's, you know, it's ready-made. It's there. All you gotta do is just spend a bit of time, come up with some come up with some events and things like that, and you know, your ten or fifteen percent that play it regularly suddenly swells to twenty, thirty, maybe even fifty percent because hey, it's something new, it's something different. We all get triggered by randoms when you know player A doesn't do what player B wants and suddenly it's bang, 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 and you know it all turns salty and horrible. Give them an opportunity to do something
3: else. I actually kind of what you were saying there about it feeling like somebody don't fit in random this is all sort of thing that's on our topic list as well so we can kind of segue into that a bit but sorry uh no it's fine um yeah uh back in one of the previous rounds of testing i've checked just now it was uh, uh november of of 2018 i put up a video about um the, the the then iteration of subs that were being tested, and my feeling then was that it didn't fit for random battles, but hey, it'd be perfect for the kind of um, operations where they were first tested, the Halloween mm. mode that they did. Yes, and going up to the very latest iteration that we've been playing, my feeling has absolutely not changed at all. I just don't see them fitting into the uh, the current ecosystem without. Being
1: disruptive in a bad way, yeah,
0: and I mean the 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 operations topic right do you remember when they like nerfed Nara because too many people were playing it from their perspective because the rewards were too good it's they even had basically data that it's if if there were better rewards, more people would play operations, right, and with the subs they could like revitalize vitalize operations a lot could have. An entire interesting new game mode, right? And, yeah. uh, th- th- there's so much potential there, and then they wouldn't, uh, potentially ruin the-, the random battles. And I mean, you can monetize operations pretty easily. So it's not like they, they need to put them in random battles to sell submarines or anything, right? To sell premiums or whatnot.
2: Well, I mean, in kind of, I mean, in answer to that, we did a, a really rough on ready and, because it's such a small 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 group it's almost you know it doesn't matter but we are dealing with 10 or 15 percent of the player base so actually Mm -hmm. once you extrapolate it's probably not far off simple question how many players bought a warspite or a pet or a london or yes we'll swear a makarov um or a molotov or you know A Perth and decided I'm buying it because I want to play operations in it because it's premium and I'm playing operations. So it's going to be nice to grant credits or XP. How many people did that? We asked a simple group when we were playing Mm -hmm. operations. 86% of people out of 100. So 86 people said, yeah, that's why I got it. So in answer to the, well, they can't monetize it. They don't need to. It does itself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Z files, it's 10 to 15% of the player base plays operations consistently fluctuating between 10 and 15
3: and it's not like people aren't also using mm. their camo consumables and signal consumables as well
2: we all remember the good days of nara you go in in your a service with you with all your credit flags on in your pay fast and you'd walk away with one and on, with one to 1.2 million credits and you'd smile all the way and it was so and the, the beauty of it is it's so relaxed. You, you know, there's no stress at all. Mm-hmm. You just crack on and, yeah.
0: I mean, another part about the operations that I don't think I have heard raised is, right, you need specific ships for an operation, which means not everybody in the player base will actually have potentially the ships to go into an operation, or maybe ships they like, right? Because you're so limited, it will obviously also, like... The, there will be less players. If there were, for example, more operations or if there were more options for ships, that could also increase, right?
1: um, yes.
2: Um, we have been known to do stupid things in though. so, um, yeah, we, we're not the best example. Yes, technically there is a, just like Clan Wars, just like, you know, any of the team-based competitors, there is the, the cookie-cutter sweet spot of X, Y, and Z to create the perfect output. Um,
0: yeah, but it's not just it's about the cookie-cutter. I mean, it's like the ship's actually limited for, for tier, right? Or in, in some operations, it was like you need from this nation, right? So it's it's more limited than... Ch- it's not just about cookie-cutter. It's also that if you don't have like a tier 6 or 5 ship or so, you might not be able to play this operation.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, operations at the minute are sixes and sevens, and mostly, yeah, you're looking at your, you're, you're looking at your your usual suspects. Um, so you know, your Warsaw, your Peth, your Ark Royals, your Leningrad, your Atlanta, your Fl- Unbelievably, it's one of the few places where the Flint range doesn't bother it. Um, you know. Even the even ships that you don't often see actually out in randoms, um, you know, Indianapolis, um, Abruzzi, um, stuff like that. You, you don't often see them in actual randoms, but they do really well in stuff like operations. And again, you know, one thing we, no, one thing none of us here have touched on actually, but Sergeant Sully is actually really, really good point in chat, hasn't it? Where else can you play with seven of your friends to actually get a bit of teamwork on a teamwork installed if you want to do competitive as well it's you know you have to do you have to work yeah. together as a team and if you want to really stress yourselves operation uh, what is it defensive naval station Newport <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the one that's yeah. been turned
1: up to eleven good luck and you need good luck and get your teamwork together in that, well, that I, I feel like. like-
0: but the, with a lot of the lower tiers, right? I mean, currently, if you do play mm-hmm. lower tiers, PvP matches, they often have bots in them. It takes ages to to actually get a battle. They could build that spot with operations, right? So that you can actually level with operations align line up to, to higher tiers.
2: Yeah. Well, they used to have a, they used to have a tier,
1: they right, one, um, Cherry Blossom. So. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Uh I that
3: was that one. Just... I had, that's some
1: Yeah. Interesting the, mm-hmm.
3: the flare mechanic was uh, a bit different.
1: Yeah, that was. It was it was good fun though.
3: Yeah, could, uh, yeah yeah, Ops would be I don't know, maybe maybe they're worried specifically it would suck everyone out of the random queue, but <laughs> of newer players grinding up for the first time, you know, you you go and play lower tiers. It is, you know, two or three actual players per team, and then the rest is just all bots anyway, so. quite like the queues there to begin with, especially. But that's the thing, I don't think, I mean, you know, we've seen
2: how big that random queue gets. Sometimes you see, like, you know, there's 20, 30, you know, 20 or 30 ships in a queue of each class. And, you know, if we're talking about 10 or 15% of the player base currently playing it, and then suddenly you, know, you start to mix up the rewards and stuff like that, you're not going to suck all of them out because not everybody's going to go right straight away, ding. It's, you know, it, you probably see it maybe drop by, what, 20%, 30%. It,
1: again, you don't know until you try it. And I don't think they've ever tried it. For some reason, I've just given up on operations. Qualishable.
0: So, since we are coming to this operations thing a bit with the subs, so what what are your thoughts on subs, uh, other than that they should be operations, which I think we all agree on?
1: Well, Mm. I... I haven't played it too
3: much it's like literally a couple of games um honestly i'm not i'm not super impressed the the main thing i dislike is the the fixed limited dive time and
2: yeah with no re, with no recharge
3: yeah um it's i mean it's clearly i think they've done it with the goal of the trying to force you to the surface eventually to be stuck on the surface towards the end of a game so that uh, and this this was a problem in previous tests you might end up with two ships left that are both submarines yeah. and it's still really hard to do uh it's still really hard to fight a sub with another sub without one of the players kind of playing horrendously badly. They they have to kind of let it happen. So I suspect that's why they've done it. But even with the the consumable they implemented to what is it like pause or or slow down the amount of at which you're yeah you're, cr-
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah there's crew skills if, it, and stuff
3: yeah if they'd even just had it so that you have to surface and ping that consumable and stay on the surface for a certain amount of time to get some dive time back, you know, that that would have been a way of at least forcing people up to the surface and it being a a, a limited use consumable. Um, I, I, I can see that as being a, a fairer mechanic other than uh, because c- one of the other things they've done is is subs on the surface now have kind of destroyer detectability ranges, which again in previous iterations they were much smaller on, on in terms of their surface detection. So, uh, yeah, especially if there's carriers in play as well, which subs have basically no defense against other than just kind of diving. Um, as things are at the moment, it once your dive time runs out, your utility. Uh, becomes severely diminished, uh, especially as you know. You also have the least hit points and no mm-hmm. way of of healing. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm not loving the current iteration. Yeah, I look at it, kind of. I, I agree with what you're saying, but there's also the other side of it as well, isn't
2: it? Because, yeah, there's, there's the, the people who look at it say, "Well, actually, how 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 close to what actually went on are they?" And having a limited dive time was one of the was one of the was one of the factors of the of the of the submarines of the U boats at the time. They weren't the the modern you know big nuclear powered things with you know that could re- replenish air and replenish water from underwater. They were yeah, they they had to surface to recharge and everything like that. So I think. The previous version we had, where they ha- where you could go underwater and you could stay down for a minute, two, three minutes, and then you'd have to surface and recharge and everything.
1: With the reduced, um with the reduced detectability, I think that was perfectly fine. I, you know, I, I think
2: that mm-hmm. worked. It worked on both levels. Um, you know, it wasn't a case of you surfaced, you spotted from six k away. You were spotted from three or four k away, which, when you look at the, when you look at the amount of freeboard and the size of the subs, is perfectly acceptable. You know, whether you think about it from a game balance perspective, whether you look at it from a mm-hmm. a, a history perspective, whether you look at it from just a, a gameplay perspective, it fits. Um, there's no, you know,
1: the, it. Again,
2: the old adage of it it wasn't it isn't broke, it doesn't need Mm -hmm. fixing. That one part that one aspect of it felt pretty well okay. I mean yeah, you could go on and say, Oh well, you know, the torming torpedoes and you know and the pings to actually get the torpedoes to home and all that. That's just a mechanic that you've got to bring in to actually enable that to work. So otherwise you don't have submarines going down for three minutes, firing off six torpedoes that automatically home on mm-hmm. the biggest magnetic thing in the water, so which just happens to be you and your car- you and your cruiser or your carrier or your destroyer, and there's nothing you can do about it. The reality was that was what that was. You know, you, you'd spot them, you'd spot the co- you'd you'd spot the the um, the cavity the cavity um, weight behind it a lot soon, and you, you might be able to, you might not be able to, and they didn't. You know, you could. They've restricted the damage on the carrier torpedoes for example, why not do the same on these? Why not make them why not give them that ricochet or the the non pen the non pen chance the same mm-hmm. as uh the same as before? Because again it doesn't make them uh it doesn't make them overpowered, it doesn't make them underpowered, if anything, it makes them as they were. I mean there was I can't remember I can't remember what the actual figure was. Somebody was saying there was it of of all the torpedoes fired during World War Two, there's a percent there's, there's quite a high percentage didn't actually go
3: pop. Mm-hmm. They just went ding. Well, ding well, how how many of that is the uh was it the, the US the bar, was it Mark twenty threes?
2: I think it was US Mark twenty threes, wasn't it? Yeah. They just yeah. basically just sailed up to the edge of it and just uh, ding 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 and
1: then that was it. Yeah.
2: Um. So, oh. I was it Mark 14? All oh, right. Okay. Uh Mark 14 and Mark 23. They were. Yeah. They basically just would, you know, gently it would just say, just cruise up to the side of the ship and just knock on it as well. They just do nothing. But I mean, again, it's stuff like that. You've got the non-penetration mechanic already in the game because hey, it's what happens when you fire a shell and it goes bing. Mm-hmm. You know, you can. You, you know, everyone laughs at it. And probably takes the mick out of me for it a bit, but in reality, it was in reality it was doable. You know, turning into a torpedo to close its forming range. We do it already with the with the carrier torpedoes. Mm-hmm. Why 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 not allow that to be the same with the destroyers rather than being virtually switched on straight away? You turn in, you know, and they you close the distance quicker. It means that you can't argue. It means you can't argue. You can't, you know, arm and do other. Basic, mecha- you know, the mechanics, to underlie that's required, are already in the game.
1: Just needs translating across. I think.
0: Yeah, I feel like doing that for, like, all the destroyers in-game would probably be a lot of work, because you'd have to rebalance a lot on how, how the torpedoes, how much damage they do, how fast they are, and so on. But I could try something new with, like, submarines.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, I think what you were saying in, in chat there as well applies is that uh wargaming do at least like to take historical cues for a lot of things, but historically subs were primarily used for um uh, hitting convoys. They they were very rarely used in any kind of um fleet action, even though fleet submarines were a thing. So that that doesn't necessarily translate well to world warships. You know, ha- having Mm-hmm. Wolf packs attack convoys at night is, isn't something that, like, there's no applicable scenario in World of Warships outside of an operation being, uh, made that, that has that specific scenario. So, um, yeah, uh, it, 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 it kind of feels to me as, as though it, it's a bit sort of square peg into round hole. And especially, and I, I've seen this concern voiced since subs were first announced that, that, that I don't think they've said anything about plans to increase team numbers. So if, mm-hmm. if it's still 12v12, you know, if you've got uh, two of those being submarines with very low health, with only a very limited capacity to do the thing that kind of gives them the best chance of survival, i.e., Actually being able to dive and, uh, potentially being the most vulnerable class to CVs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, unless you're increasing, like just adding slots for subs alongside other classes. Yeah. It, it, uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it feels like it, it's sort of, uh, a bit doomed to fail.
1: Uh, yeah, and um, I don't want it to, but what can you do? Yeah, I also
0: still haven't figured out what the role of a submarine is supposed to be, right? I mean, you, you aren't going to go for camps because if there's a destroyer in there, you just eat you, right? You aren't very good at supporting destroyers because you aren't very good against enemy destroyers. Uh, sure. you aren't really the, the, that much of the, the spotters, I guess, but you, you can go flanking on a site and try to catch enemies. Of course, you might have a problem if you're caught out, especially with limited diving time, because it's your only, like, defense. You aren't the fastest ship there is, even though they aren't historically slow, I suppose, but I, I think, if you want to get the good speed, position, you need to help. be fast, right? If you want to do proper flanking. So it's like you are, you are a weird, Thing that has no specific role that it can fill. You're just floating in there trying to I don't know something.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. That's, a,
3: that's a decent point. Because a lot of what what they've they've done from the start and Willow Tanks is kind of the same as this the try to build up from a, a sort of rock, paper, scissors philosophy of, you know, these things have this role and it counters this thing that has this role and so forth, and then you've got subs sort of coming in with a big question mark over <laughs> them of, well, what, what, what's this supposed to do exactly? Just it, enjoy
1: just, the
0: scenery.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, C-Files has said, oh, they're supposed to you know, what about the CVs? The CVs that camp in air quotes. A good CV player doesn't camp, a good CV player will be moving around all the time, so yeah, that's that's that. They don't have enough... They don't have, the, they don't have the alpha to do it, and they don't have the reward.
3: They, yeah, they certainly don't have the... Uh, even with increased speeds, they, they don't have the, the sort of tactical flexibility that a destroyer with much faster speeds has, and in this iteration, you know, the same kind of stealth on the surface mm-hmm. anyway.
2: The only advantage they've got is the fact that they can get to the carrier... Um, you know, I'll get to the ships at the back without being spotted or detected. I mean take the tier tens that we've got that are on the test server that we're trying out at the minute. They have about nine minutes twenty two of submerged time. Mm. And you know, nine minutes twenty-two, you can comfortably cross most of the maps in nine minutes twenty two and get from your spawn into the opposition's spawn. Um, with maybe two or three minutes of dive time left. But then the question is, what do you do when you get there? I mean, you know, you don't want to – it's putting – it it puts you in a very awkward position because you can't help your team back up the spawn because you're now in the enemy spawn. And you can't – you're not going to be successfully able to kill anything in the enemy spawn you can't surface to spot for your long range battleships because the the opposition submarine could be doing the same thing, so they'll be scattering and running and pushing forwards. I mean on one hand, yes, okay, it means that we've gone from maybe fighting from the the, the one ten line or the, the A B the A the A line down to the Z line. You've now literally crushed and compacted the battle zone into maybe six or seven squares in the middle of the map. <laughs> I mean you kinda of, it, yeah, it just doesn't fit.
0: Uh oh, pointy. Also, it just take like, nobody wants to spend the first seven minutes of the battle just sailing around to, to get in position, right? If it's like, yeah, okay, you, you, you're your submarine, you can go behind the enemy lines and, like, maybe uh, flank them mm. or get some ships in the back line. And, yeah, but, you know, the first seven minutes of the game, you're just gonna be AFK because it takes you that long to get there. That's not yeah. really. Exciting gameplay now
1: isn't. I hope oh, you can't hear that.
2: Just not like it's activating, that's okay. Sorry, it's it's half past eight, nine o'clock at night. We have a unique van that comes around, I'm afraid.
1: <laughs> Sorry. No problem. So what's next?
0: So, yeah, I guess we could move on to the big elephant in the room that everyone wants to talk about. We have new carriers.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, not only that, we've got <laughs> the, uh, the rash of hybrids as well. I mean, Tony and Ise, we, we kind of touched on before, and we've sort of known they were coming for a little bit. But we now have the, I don't even know how you say it, is it Kier Sage? It's
2: Oh, the here! Oh, um, the U.S. Is oh,
3: it that? Okay,
2: Kerisage. Yeah, um, yeah, the Kearsage, the tier nine. Yeah, the, the, tier, it's, it's, the tier, it's the tier. eight Minnesota with four or six? Is at tier nine with a with a with a with a uh, runway through the middle of it. It's very odd looking. <laughs> Which, unbelievably, they actually sketched out and put forward as a proposal. So. Everyone's like, "Oh, it's fake! It's really paper, 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 paper." Yes, it's paper, but it's actually official proposed paper. It's not a, it's not a thing in the air. And oh well, you know, actually, yeah, some other nations need to have a hybrid. Actually, but it absolutely did ex- actually did go through it. Um, but yeah, nah. The, the the big problem I I don't have a problem with the hybrids. Okay, I know I'm going to be unpopular for that, and I'm sorry. My problem is that the matchmaker can't handle them. And it's a fundamental issue in the game. Yes, if you want to put the history ships in, go for it. But you've got to make sure that the bedrock is correct. And as long as they class the Tornay and the ESA as cruisers and battleships, they're always going to create potential issues whereby you're going to see oh well I've got T. I've got two tier 6 carriers and I've got a triple ESA division mm-hmm. and then I've also got a A because we down tiered and it's mm-hmm. like okay that's great and on the other team we've got somebody in a somebody in an Arc Royal and somebody in a Furious and then oh you've got no hybrids and it's until they make that fundamental
1: change they're never going to fit
2: there's nothing wrong. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong historically with the ships.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: From that point, they you know they are they are weak when you're in the planes because the planes are the same kind of attack format that they're suggesting based on the based on the Dev blog that the Russian ships are going to have, and you know we've all seen how kind of good and bad they are. But as long as they class the Issei and as long as they class Tornay as battleship and cruiser, you're never going to get anybody on side to accept them accept uh, as as it is. They need that they need to put that step in. And they're constantly saying, no we don't we don't need to put that in. We don't need to put that in at all. And it's it's why everybody comes up and means it almost that do you actually play your own game. Mm-hmm. I mean we know they play the game. We've seen we've seen the guys playing it with you know they talk and they do know they do play the game. But it's almost like they just don't want to accept, and it—it's infuriating. I mean, I think I—I I, I guess you guys are in the same boat as well, aren't you? It infuriates mm-hmm. massively when you look at this. I mean, you know, Pointy, You—you've been there in World of Tanks with it. I've—I've mm-hmm. I've got seventy thousand games in Tanks. I've been there with—I've been there through with it with it as well. We've got the same thing now in warships, and it's almost like, come on, learn. Just l- just, just, apply a little bit of grey matter and look and say, look, and just think, if you made sure that Team A has two ESAs, then Team B, by right, by balance, should
3: have two ESAs. It's not rocket science. They thank you. <sighs> Isn't even the attack damage of the planes necessarily because oh. it's it's not like the the, the torps don't do a great deal of damage and the spread is pretty horrendous. Yeah, but for one thing, there's the panic factor of oh, there's torp planes coming towards me. But it's the extra spotting power that a team can have with several eses or several tones. Yeah, um, that. It's the psychological aspect of game really gameplay. Um, you know, you can really <laughs> shut down or harass an enemy team's destroyers. And if the other team doesn't have that same capability, then, yeah, there is an imbalance. There is a mismatch there. So I, I think you are probably right when you say that that these things could do with their own unique um, category in the matchmaker so that, that there are an equal number of of, of each per team.
2: Yeah, I mean, you you don't even have to match Tornay to Tornay or ESA to ESA. Just needs to be. Okay, Team A, one carrier, two carrier. Team B, one carrier, two carrier. Teams, Team B, Team A, two battleships. Team B, two battleships. Two cruisers. A hybrid. Destroyers. It's it's literally encoding word, encoding language. It's... X equals X, Y equals mm-hmm. Y, Z equals Z. That's all it is. It's not the hardest thing in the world. And the argument of, you know, I mean, the counter argument of that is oh, well, people wait longer in a queue. What are they going to wait longer for? To click the uninstall button because you're not listening to them and giving it and trying it? Or to actually sit and wait and enjoy your game and play the game more and thus become a more embedded player. Which one do you want? The 30 seconds to go, hey, this, goodbye, uninstall, or the 45 seconds of signing a queue? I'm talking about 15 seconds and a, play, and a and a game lasting. Make your decision. It's not hard.
0: I mean, even if it's not exactly, at the very least, you need to put in a limiter, right? So that that you say, like, okay... It can't be more difference than one hybrid or so. If if one team has one hybrid and the other has it's none, it's not ideal, but it's still kind of okay if one has two and the other team has one. But you don't need an exact mirror, I feel like, although it would be ideal. But i never gonna do that because there aren't enough hybrids in the game just yet, and I mean, i are probably never gonna do it. Let's be honest. But uh at least it needs a limiter, right? Because it can't be that one team has, like, three ships with planes and the other has none. Yeah. And the spotting is just so powerful. Like, recently when I was uh, playing the Tone, I just launched my planes and there was a destroyer. I was from German with not really anti-air. His smoke was down. I just circled above him and uh, within a minute he was dead. I didn't do any damage myself. I didn't even try dropping. I just flew circles around him. And the poor guy, he, there was nothing he could do. He was trying to take a cap, and uh, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, it's the old like spotting problem that war for some reason is still unwilling to address uh, for reasons unknown. But you know, but and, and
2: that's the thing. I mean, it, it's a harsh reality of where we are with world warships. It's a very big. You know, we're at a, we're at a Y junction. We're at a very big Y mm-hmm. junction. You either carry on blindly and say everything is fine you know, it's the meme mm-hmm. of everything is fine and you sat there in a burning. Everything's not
1: fine. You know I, I'm I don't
2: get angry, okay, per se, when I'm when I'm going on about things. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't burst into explosives and screamings and <laughs> I deal in facts and I, I deal in facts. I deal in I don't do that. It's not who I am. It's not how I like to get my point across. I would rather say it's very simple. That way is not going to work because look at what people are saying. Forget. Forget your idea. Forget. Oh, well, you know, it's working. You know, it's working. It's working. It's working. Because, look, we didn't have a big influence and all that. I'm really sorry. You're wrong. Because you're not, you know, when you're dealing with facts and data with and with the or gaming spreadsheets um, you know you take out the emotion you can't take out emotion when you're dealing with when you're dealing with this all you're doing is saying look they're not enjoying it because either one team can see everything and suddenly suddenly you know the steamrolls mm-hmm. that everybody's you Oh, there's loads of steamrolls loads of steamrolls all you do is basically say right the team with the most hybrid wins because like you said they've got the vision they've got the spotting you can't hide it's, you know, I, you know it, it's not hard to see that it just needs some care and attention rather than putting
1: a ship out straight after another one. No, to be it's, fair, it's,
3: I think the Tony has less influence at tier 8 than that you say does at tier 6, but oh, still, yeah. yeah, it's an issue.
1: And it's something you just need to think about. It's just they just need to think about it. The sooner the sooner the better. But they don't. I mean we've I mean we've seen it time and again. we everyone's seen yeah. the feedback. We you know, feedback goes in and, and you know you do have to you, you know, your question,
2: I'm giving, you question and give you you know, we're giving you this feedback, we're giving you this we're giving you. We're telling you what the players are mm-hmm. saying. We, you know, we're providing all this. You're getting all. You're getting this all back. You're seeing it on the on the publications. Are, are we missing a translation from what it says to to what you're
1: thinking? It feels like it.
0: Yeah, it's also and and I mean one one on top of that is like really the the Soviet carriers announcement, right? They went for Soviet carriers, not for like a more realistic line of carriers, even if they wanted new carriers. But there has been now so much feedback about we don't want more planes. Need you need to fix how carriers. work, are going to fix how anti-air works and so on. And then they were like. Well, uh, we are going to do hybrids, then we're going to do Dutch cruisers with airstrikes, and here is the long awaited Soviet carrier line that we've just, uh, you know, invented. So,
2: oh, I'm gonna, uh, just a slight interjection there. They've not invented, um, they did actually exist. They are, they were actually projects, okay? They're not the projects you would expect, but they did actually have real basis on real projects, um, because I hope my boss is listening to this. I apologize if he is. Um, when that announcement went out, I actually made a slight decision to um, start digging and digging and digging mm-hmm. a bit more and digging a bit more. And lo and behold, the Russian carriers do actually have assignable projects to them. So, if you bear with me one second, I actually have the list, okay. um, which is where is it? Here you go. So, the T4, the correctly, uh, correl- what's it called? The T4? Commentolets, I think. Commentolet, yeah. So, T4 is an actual idea based on a training ship conversion that they did consider. It was project. Okay. Uh, I haven't got the. Pro- where's the project number? So the next one, uh, the Tier 6 was a conversion for the Svetlana, and it's Project 66 to 68 AV. Um, they're all available on a website called uh, Military Intelligence, uh, which has got a list of all the mm-hmm. projects. Um, there was then the T8 is actually a refit of the Kronstadt hull. Again, the Kronstadt though was just a design, so they were all. It was. Yeah, they were coming Mm -hmm. up with these ideas and and all that, and that's called Project 69 AB, which was (laughs) interesting. (laughs) And then Tier 10, and I'm crossing my fingers when I say this, and I'm I'm sure everyone will understand when I say this, it was a refit of the Svetia Soyuz. Okay. So the Svetia Soyuz has got a pretty tough haul at the best of times. Mm -hmm now you're going to add an aircraft carrier top onto the top of that hole. So uh, that's, but again, these are all actual projects that were designed and put forward to the, to the Poly Bureau to, as a, as a, what's yeah. going to happen. And then the tier eight premium was actually, is actually one of project 72, I think, which was, a, 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 which is another one. Um, the one thing though, that I think a lot of people actually said when you read it, the, the they sound trash, because you've got a single flight of planes. Granted, like Pointy said, quite a big flight of planes. The planes are slow, so you've got to physically put the carrier up front, up front with the other ships so that you don't spend God knows how long getting the planes to actually go into the attack. Um, they're going to have the skip bombs, which we've seen what the skip bombs can do from the similar. So if you want to test it, it's available for testing for 340,000 call. Cool. So, you know, congrats to everyone who paid that for the test phase of the skip bombs. it's, <laughs> <laughs> so, let's, let's be brutally honest, it is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: but I mean, the, the, it, the one, the one thing I've, I look at it is that it's you basically just going to click flight and that's it. That's that flight gone. They've got quite. I think. I think from what they, from what he said on the devlog, they've got quite quick reloads. I'm not sure. There was something on there about the restoration time, wasn't there? On the dev I mean, They
1: would have to yep.
3: really. I I do yeah. have. Uh, it's restoration it's, time. Yeah.
1: Sorry. Go on, pointy. Well, go on, Pony. What you saying, but oh, uh, just that
3: that that this just it's worth pointing out that this initial set of announced stats, there's almost no way that this is going to be what we end up with is as, as in the final line. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: These are like, you know, it's sorry. We should, actually, I should have preface pre- pre- this. Everything that we're about to talk about is all work in progress and can and will be subject to change. Yeah. Not recorded that several times at all. Um, <laughs> If you want to see severe comedy, Flambass's video is hilarious, I'm afraid. Sorry for...
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Balan's uh, approaching critical levels with their red alert soundtrack.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that was quite funny. But, but no, I mean...
0: Yeah. Uh, didn't they say, like, yeah, beginning at T8, planes are crypto rocket boosters. So basically, that's, the planes are slow, but they're going to start with more speed than they actually have. I guess it all fits into the, you want the ships closed. I mean, it's more, I wouldn't mind that concept of carriers if carriers are forced to risk themselves a little bit to, to be more effective. And the one flight of plane thing is something that I really love because it means you can actually reduce the number of the strike right now. Even if you have, like, amazing anti-air, you're usually it, it, they're getting one full strike in on you, right? You can be a Haaland, you can be full anti-air spec. They come in, you do defensive fire, you reforce the side, and they still get one full strike off because you only shoot down the planes that are, like, the reserve. If yeah. it's only one strike, at least anti-air will finally, like, limit the amount of damage the strike can do. Um. And of course, you
2: know, not that we're not, not to dis, not to cast dispersions, but um
1: We're already testing the ISR and the tone. Yeah.
2: So, you know, single flights with rocket plane with rocket assisted takeoff and
0: yeah, you know, yeah, it's it's uh concept <laughs> that obviously they have already put in there. Yeah. Now the the, you know, the yeah. question of course is and that's for me the biggest concern is because so far Wargaming has balanced carries always around the fact that they, they are always going to get a strike off because Antia can't be strong enough to really counter planes. I mean, you can reduce the number of strikes, right? You can, like, shoot down a scroll before maybe it gets its second strike off, but no, never before the first, right? So how are they going to balance, like, this Russian case? Is there just so many planes that it's like, yeah, if you fly into the best anti-air in the world, you're still getting half of your planes off. And if you'd have no anti-air, then, well, good luck.
3: One thing, of course, we don't know from this dev blog is what the the drop and dispersion patterns will be like for... Oh, yeah. any of their, the you know because that that does make a big difference
2: yeah we're um, i mean obviously the NDA that we're under for when we when we when we test them we're not actually either we're, we're not you know we, we can't actually go into that level of detail either once we start playing with them um, and once we start testing these things i mean at the minute i don't think we, I don't think we're even I, I think it's the the patch after next is it that we're due to get them for testing or is it next patch? I don't even know when we'd used to get these for testing. But they're under NDA so we can't actually tell you what it's gonna be like either when we get there. But yeah, like you know, like you said, it's gonna make a big difference into you know, are they are they going to apply what I'm going to loosely term the Russian formula to it? Because <laughs> if you think about it, um, you know, the the Kremlin, you know, the Russian battleships have a sweet spot of about twelve to fifteen, about fifteen mm-hmm. to ten kilometers, where if you fire, it's pretty much you know there's the there's the there's the full stop where your shells are going to hit. Um, yeah, is, are they going to apply that kind of a formula? I would hope not. I'd rather them apply the to- the the Tone and the ISA formula to it, whereby it's duh, there you go. Um, but again, you yeah. know. We don't know until we actually get our hands on it and try it and provide the feedback to them. Um, But the biggest complaint I've seen from people is, why didn't they? Why didn't they bring the French line in first? Mm -hmm. Because the French crew, the French carriers, you know, you you know, people could put their hands on them. They were there. They were. They weren't. It wasn't a. If you wanted to put a Russian carrier into the game, quite genuinely, there is one I think that you could. Put in as Graf Zeppelin because she was given to the to the USSR as war mm-hmm. as reparations after World War Two, and they used her as target practice. <laughs> so he wanted to put. If you wanted to put, she, they genuinely did. Um, so if you wanted to put carrier in for the Russians, you've already got the model. You've already, you know, you, she's already in the game. Um, it's quite easy to find out what planes they were looking to use her to f- use the fly because I think it was, it was a range of chikas and things like that, and you know, you wouldn't there would be even less of a kickback because you know hey, there's there's the proof there's the paperwork where she was signed over from the Kriegsmarine to the mm-hmm. to the North Pacific Fleet. <laughs> You know nobody can say, "Oh, you can't do that because well, why not because it's genuinely there. You know it's great that you know, yes, the Russians had so many design projects over all that they wanted to do, but just didn't have the resources to do. You can see that in the number of projects hmm. that they had opening and closing all the time.
1: Why not just <sighs> It, 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 it feels like, like
0: it, with with uh, like the growing disconnect between like walking in the playbase. Like it's not just that they they add like planes after planes after planes. People com- the more people uh, complain about planes, the more plane like things they add. But then even if they add something like a new carrier line, they they go that step further and instead of taking something that actually existed that a like, history people could get behind they just take like a more obscure thing because it's almost feels like just we so care so little about you that we just want to piss off everyone. The people that don't like carriers, the people that don't like planes Mm -hmm. and every history nerd. And we we just don't care.
3: I I wonder how much of it is. Well, we'd we'd better do something for the, you know, air quotes, home server. But what do you want to bet that they hate CVs on the RU server (laughs) just as much as everywhere else? Mm. I mean, yeah, definitely that. I mean, it, it would have made much more sense to have French or even hell. Like, I'm sure they could put together an Italian line because the Italians did start making a carrier.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, the Aquila, and yeah. uh, it just wasn't finished by the end of the the, the war, or they kind of abandoned it, mm-hmm. I think. But, um... but it
2: was it, again, it that you know, even from the game, but ba- you know, game balance perspective, all that kind of stuff that you have to throw in to think about it. Something like that.
1: You know,
2: ask the guy. You know, ask. You know, ask chat. Would they be bothered about the fact that hey, this is a real Italian cruiser that they is it's an, an Italian series that they mm-hmm. got eighty percent completed. Just you know, is that the right? thing? You know, is that you know? There you go. It's something that they eighty percent completed here's your Italian cruiser at tier 6. Mm-hmm.
1: No. Yeah, okay, mm, it's another aircraft carrier.
2: But that's it. It's just a, it's another aircraft carrier. It's not. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. it, it, you, don't, it, you don't annoy everybody at once. You
1: just maybe annoy a couple of people.
0: Why just annoy a few if you can't just go after everyone, right?
3: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, in a way, it it kind of feels like it was inevitable. We were going to get Soviet CVs at some point. With aside from all the joking, so it's mm. it's sort of like they they ripped off the band aid,
1: <laughs> mm.
3: and now now uh, the uh, community reaction is kind of uh, question for everybody as well. By predictably,
2: question for you guys as well, because I'm struggling to remember. Which nation was introduced first, France, or the Russian? In the terms of the tech tree in the game, was it the French line or was it the, or was it the Russian line? My gut is telling me it
3: was the Russian It was the French. I think it might. I, I don't know. Was it the Russians? I've been feeling because we had didn't we have French destroyers or no? It was it was French. Oh, yeah, I, can't I can't even remember sh- how many ships in the game at this point. we we'll gonna have
0: to look this up. I, I feel mm-hmm. like it might have been Russian cruisers. I think Russian cruisers were pretty early. Weren't there like... Uh, I mean, we had... First we had like Japanese and uh, US, obviously. Well, wasn't there then like Germans and then already Russians also?
3: Yeah, like Russians might way. have been
1: like the, the fourth nation or so that has been introduced. It was in water says Russian cruisers were first. So was he Russian cruisers? Wow.
0: Yeah, they they have added uh I, I remember that there was some blowback back then because people are like why are you adding Russians when there are like like I mean Russians were I think before the Brits, right? I think they had Russian yeah. cruisers in the game before they were in British ships in it. and people were yeah. like it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, British, two ships. Two British
2: ships isn't that sort of obvious mm. so uh, uh, French battleships on and around September 2018
1: it looks like and then the cruisers oh, no, cruisers were 2017 yeah French cruisers on the horizon April the 12th 2017 so, yeah, they've been in since April 2017 for French cruisers. Um, so, Russian... Yeah, Russian cruisers
2: 2016. Wow, they've been in the game that long. Five years.
0: Yeah, they were one of the first lines, I think, after their the initial ones.
2: Yeah, so the initial lines are America and Japan. Then it was
1: Germany. Yeah, I think it was well, Germany. I, if,
3: I mean, Turpix was one of the early, early premiums, so if you count Turpix, yeah, no. that has been in for a while. The war spot's been in for ages as well, hasn't she? Yeah.
1: So, yeah, wow. Long time. So I guess we should be happy that Russian... Uh, CVs were not the first CV line introduced. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: there we go. We've learned something. What's next on the topic list? Are any- oh, I else think was
3: that's. I think we're about done, and we've been going for like a, almost an hour and a half as well. So. Oh, yeah. So- <laughs> unless, unless there's any. Particular um I mean there's also Druid we could briefly mention. I think that's now been released in the um uh the research bureau section of the mm-hmm. uh, the armory. Uh which as was kind of mentioned last time is an AP only British destroyer project with yeah, two forward turrets and um it's basically a mini minotaur. Has anybody, have you heard any good feedback on it? It seems to have been largely overlooked, to be honest. I mean, I've seen one or two videos. I know Irun did a video on it, and there doesn't seem to have been. Because. Outpouring of. Uh, yeah,
2: because it's kind of been completely overshadowed by Vampire 2. Yeah. By a mile. Because, I mean, yeah, you've got the option, you can get the Druid, or you can get the Vampire 2. And I think. Let's be on. I mean, let's, let's be fair. It's got
1: two turrets, and and, and and it's got no torpedoes, and it's, you know. I I I mean I don't like. I mean, oh, I'm
2: sacri- it's sacrilege here for for a for an Englishman to say <laughs> it's okay. but... I don't enjoy the, the Royal Navy higher tier destroyers. I don't like I, she just She's not comfortable with me. I've seen lots of people play really well in her. But I'm, not, I'm just not comfortable in them. Jutland, I don't mind. For whatever reason, Jutland and Lightning Down, I'm comfortable. But Daring, I can't get on with. Because I can't get on with Daring. Whenever we were, whenever I was out playing Vampire or, or Druid, I don't get comfortable with them. So I just can't I don't like them, and I can't get comfortable with them to get to like them. Um. So, yeah, opposite to opposite to a few people, but I just can't. I don't see the appeal. But Vampire Two, I can understand why she's look like her. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, great speed, great speed boost, great range torpedoes, great crawling sport that lasts for ages, with a hydro that matches it to go really well. It's a really, really strong ship. Good reload on the guns. It's it's great.
3: I kind of just think is a bit. It it almost oh. feels to me like it. In that vein of the old school, Haborovsk before it was you know, made oh. into what it is now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's definitely a, a sort of harassing ship. But you can use that AP very effectively against other destroyers, but you can equally, if you get a situation where you can be picking on a single battleship or a single slow-firing cruiser, there's no reason not to just run around in open water and, and just use the absurd rate of fire and the very good AP to to uh, melt them down. Sure.
0: I mean, but, it, yeah, it's,
3: it's, it's definitely niche. It's very, very niche. It's got a lot of consumables, but the, the heel isn't anything special. And uh, the lack of torpedoes, it's kind of like the, 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 the freeze Friesland. There are situations where you just have to kind of run away almost because you don't mm-hmm. have that ability to uh, do that damage quickly.
0: It feels like it's more of a division ship, the druid, like it's probably a good sidekick for for another destroyer, so you have the other destroyer spot and the druid just stay a little bit behind, throw up a smoke if something is spotted, and then just quickly burn it down with some OP. Yeah, Yeah. It, it's a bit like, you know, a small pocket minotaur that you take with you into the camp that just... uh, uh um, like you might be the Shimakaze, right? You do the spotting, and that guy farms you, and you provide the torpedoes if something you rushes and so on. But it's not really my kind of ship because I I don't like toys without torpedoes. I I do torpedoes are they have to be good torpedoes if I want to play
3: destroyer. They're not not the uh, the the new German branch that just came out there with their fifty <laughs> knot torpedoes. The
2: mobile sea mines.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah I think
3: that's yeah. about it really yeah I... Uh, I don't think unless there's anything else anyone wants to add at this at uh, this juncture yeah, thank you very much for inviting. it's been very kind of you. it's
1: been It's, yeah, about... it's, been, it's been really good fun
0: yeah, it's been been nice having you thank you. And I mean, most of you probably know TC Freer, but you can find him on Twitch. You can also find him on YouTube. He also did way back a nice series where he interviewed a few contributors and uh, even some more yeah. gaming people. Yeah. So that's also something to check out. Yeah,
1: definitely go check out his channel on his,
3: his, his Twitch. Thank you
1: guys. It's very much for
3: attending. And his Discord, if you really like, Nerdy spreadsheet spreadsheets, statistics stuff.
2: <laughs> if you like spreadsheets, we have many
1: for you. <laughs> many, many spreadsheets. With more
2: coming as well, the more. Sorry, it's very I love, I just, I just laugh. I like to take out the argument of, oh, this is overpowered and I agree, I agree that it is. And it's like, yeah, you know, I, I'm really sorry, I, I don't. I don't. I don't bite. I prefer to create a big. I prefer to create numbers and graphs and say, "Well, is it really, really, really?"
1: Oh yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go on. Yep. So,
0: uh, thanks everyone for joining us tonight. And yes, uh, guess we, we're gonna rate someone then.
3: Bye. I can't see me waving, but I'm waving. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Imagine Pointer is currently waving at you. <laughs> yes. I, I can actually wave. So, uh. There hey you guys. Bye.
1: Where well, is the Pointer? <laughs>